Good morning, my Unshakable Nation. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Unshakable Podcast. The Unshakable Podcast is an extension of Unshakable Ministries, where our goal is to educate, equip, encourage, and empower Christ followers to live the life that Christ expects us to live. Ways that you can find us on social media. If you will go over to Facebook and search Unshakable Podcast, you will find us there. On Instagram, our username is unshakable underscore podcast. And on Twitter, our username is unshakable one. That is the numerical value one. For ways that you can become a part of the Unshakable Nation, if you will check your show notes right there in your podcast app, you will see links to ways that you can become a part of the Unshakable Nation. As always, we want to continue to thank those who are giving in support of the show. You are helping us to continue to expand this ministry and reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ, making disciples of all the nations. We want to thank you for that. If you want to know how you can give, again, you can check your show notes right there in your podcast app. You will see a link that says support the show. But as always, we ask before you give, prayerfully consider it. We want you to be obedient to the Holy Spirit wherever God is leading you to give. And if it is not to us, by all means, give where God is leading you to give. God continues to work in and through us. And we don't expect giving, but by all means, if it is where God is leading you to give, just click the link right there in your show notes in in whatever app you're listening in and it will take you to the page where you can give one time you can give on a recurring basis however you feel led to do that the most important way that you can become a part of the unshakable nation is through your prayers we covet your prayers greatly we ask that you continue just to lift us up praying that we would be obedient to the holy spirit joining god where he is already at work impacting the world one life at a time with the gospel of jesus christ for feedback, questions, comments, topics, whatever it is you want to throw at me, I ask that you send that over to Sam at unshakableministries.com. Well, it is Friday, August the 13th, 2021. Guys, this year has flown by. And I don't know if you noticed last week or not, but last week was a, a repeat episode I was on vacation last week and um, had a great time of R&R with the family, just getting away to the beach for a few days. Really, really enjoyed that. Came back Monday to the hustle and bustle, and I don't know if you feel like I do, but vacation is fantastic. But coming back from vacation, man, it's just like it's constant catch-up is what I feel like I have to do the week after coming home from vacation. But still was an enjoyable time. Um, this morning, we, this is going to be completely unscripted, completely unplanned. It, it's something that I just want to talk to you guys about. And it's been interesting over the last week, how many conversations I've had with people about multiple different topics. And it really just got me thinking, and, and this goes along with those conversations and this is basically what I've tried to explain to the people that I've had conversations with is really digging into what matters. There are a lot of things that we allow to occupy our time, occupy our minds 
that don't matter. And I really wanted to just come this morning and just have that conversation about what does matter. And and I will share with you that some of these conversations are about the political arena and things that are going on in this country. Some are about the direction of this coronavirus and the new Delta strain and the vaccine and all this, that, and the other. And my whole focus, my my purpose, my goal is to lead people back to what matters in, in understanding the truth. And one of the conversations that I had, and this was last week, uh, while I was on vacation, one of the conversations I had, uh, someone was, you know, they were they were asking me my thoughts on this whole movement with taking down Confederate statues and removing elements of history in our country. And, you know, to be honest with you, if you've been listening for any time, you know that I'm apolitical. You know that I am not Democrat. I am not Republican, liberal, conservative, libertarian. I do not lean any way politically. And I have my reasons for that. And and I encourage you to go back and, and you should be able to find some of those episodes where I talk about that. And I, and I will mention some of that here is, you know, I believe that when it comes to the things of this world, that we are called to be neutral. We are not called to choose a side. And the reason that is, is because it causes dissension between us and, and other people. So I choose to be apolitical. I choose to find common ground with anyone that I come in contact with and use that as an opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. I don't wish to be um, in conflict with people. I, I don't. I, I spent years. I spent most of my adult life as a conservative, and and believing that the conservatives had our best interest in in mind. And over the past two years, I have come to understand that that is not the case. That there is only one person who has my best interest in in mind, and that is God and God alone. And my my focus is to hone in on that. I want to center in on Christ and allow Christ to work in and through me. And he can't do that if I am creating arguments over things that don't matter. Now, in reference to these Confederate statues and things like that that are being taken down, you know, I just had a very blunt conversation and, and I had to tell this person that, you know what, I don't care. I don't care if they take them all down. I don't care if they pile them up and burn them. I don't care if they put a bomb on each one of them and blow them to smithereens. I I don't care because in my mind, it doesn't matter. And, you know, of course, their argument is, is, you know, should they really be able to destroy these things? And, you know, my whole thing is, and and I've, I've mentioned this here before. You know, I'm I'm a white male, grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm a white male. And I wasn't raised to see well, let me let me rephrase that. I wasn't raised in a racist home. I was raised to love all people, no matter what color they are. It's just the way that I was raised. It's the way I've always believed. And I've always believed that, you know, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And, and I believe that 
a lot of what we see in this country today is it, it we see it from a blind eye. And and what I mean by that is we have a completely different perspective. It, you know, if you are white and you see the tension in this country today, you have a completely different perspective. You didn't grow up on the other side. You you don't know what it's like, but you tend to want to be able to judge those on the other side as if you know what it's like. And, you know, I've said this before, I don't agree with violence at all. I, I just, I never will agree with violence. I don't believe it's biblical. And, I, but on the flip side of that, I believe that we as white individuals have a responsibility to stand up for what is right. And believe it or not, we can have one of the loudest voices for the proper treatment of people that people to make sure that people aren't treated differently because of the color of their skin. And in my whole thing about these statues is I don't understand how anyone, and I've said this before, I don't understand how anyone is okay honoring someone who believed it was okay to enslave another human being. I don't even care if those human beings that were enslaved were white, if they were Hispanic. I, I don't care. I don't understand how we can be okay and reconcile that with our faith in Christ, that we're okay with the mistreatment of another human being. We're okay with another human being enslaved. So I don't care about history in this country. What, what I look at in, in the history of this country is we've got some very dark marks in our history in this country. And I believe as followers of Jesus Christ, we have an obligation to do what is right, to stand up for what is right, and to be a voice for those who don't have a voice. So I guess what I look at is what really matters is Jesus. And I feel like we as Christ followers lose sight of that, have lost sight of that. When you look at the grand scheme of eternity, you know, the one thing that we can see all the time throughout history is that Jesus never picked a side. Jesus loved and called all people. And I feel like that is something that we have to do. We have to learn how to love all people. And yes, it is a it, it, it can be a process to learn this because we have to remove the indoctrination. And we have to be able to see people through the eyes of Jesus. So we've got to focus on what really matters. And what really matters is sharing the gospel with people and making disciples. It doesn't matter if someone wants to take a statue down. It doesn't matter. You call it removing history. I call it removing stains in our history. I don't care where you come from. I don't care if you're from the South, from the North, from a different country. We've got to be able to look at these things with, with a lens of truth, seeing things as they really are. But we tend to take a one-sided perspective, and it's a human perspective at that. It's not even a godly perspective. And that's what I wish we would do as Christ followers, is we would begin to see things with a godly perspective. 
Yeah, it's 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 cliche. It has become cliche now, but the truth of it is, is when we see things, what we should really be asking ourselves is, what would Jesus do? How would Jesus respond to this? Because if we claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, Jesus is our leader. We follow his example, follow his model. So the question is, what would Jesus do in this situation? Would Jesus stand to defend these statues? Would Jesus be on the opposite side? Screaming mistreatment? And the truth of it is, is no, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be on either side. Jesus would strictly be loving on people because, see, the one thing about Jesus, and yes, him being God in the flesh, the one thing he understood is love is the better way. Loving people is the way that we get the message across to them. Not fighting with them, arguing with them, debating things with them. No, that's that's not the way we do this. But I feel like that's exactly what we've, fallen into. We've fallen into this place of not understanding what love really is. Even Jesus says that. He says, it's easy to love those who love you back. But where the true test is of a disciple of Christ is loving those who don't love you back. It's loving people in spite of their faults and their failures. It's loving people in spite of the fact that they persecute you and talk about you and say things about you that aren't true. That's the true test of a follower of Jesus Christ. So what really matters? These things that we're seeing before our eyes do not matter. You know, and then some of the other conversations that I've had that people are, you know, and and these are Christians, professed believers, are really talking about the vaccine. And, you know, they keep throwing out love your neighbor in reference to getting the vaccine. And, you know, I can certainly appreciate their sentiment behind that. However, do I wonder how many of these people realize that the people that are currently vaccinated are the super spreading community right now. That's scientific fact. That This, this is statistical fact. Like the people who have been vaccinated are the super spreaders right now because what they don't understand is when you get vaccinated, it doesn't stop you from getting infected. It stops you from showing symptoms. So you become a carrier of this virus and you're spreading it to other people. And you don't even know that you've had it because you're asymptomatic. So there's one thing right there. But it's, as I've said before, this whole thing with this vaccine for me, it's not scientific. It's not emotional. It's not about a feeling. It's not about not being told what to do or not being forced to do something. This whole thing about the vaccine for me is spiritual. I've prayed over this and I just can't come to peace in my spirit with this vaccine. And I have my biblical reasons for that. 
And, and I, I said this in a post yesterday on Facebook, as I understand the, the scripture never talks about a vaccine and not getting a vaccine and all this, that, and the other. But the scripture is very clear about the end times. It's very clear about the end times. And here's, before I get into my specific reference point, I want to talk about Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And this is important, and I think Christians or professed believers need to hear this. And I think you need to hear this so that you can be on guard. Did you know that in the end times, there's going to be a great rebellion and falling away within the church? And I believe we're starting to see signs of that right now. I believe we're starting to see Christians fall away. The rebellion, what what that is referring to is a rejection of truth. It is falling away from the truth. And I believe we are seeing that now. We see a lot of professed believers who are living their lives according to their own truth. It's just not the truth. And I wonder if these Christians realize that this was prophesied a long time ago. Telling us what was going to happen in the last days. And I see it now in the church. The great apostasy. And and what you have to remember is even the Israelites did this. And scripture tells us this. They did what was right in their own eyes. They didn't care about the truth that God gave them. They rejected it and did what was right in their own eyes. That is what a lot of professed believers are doing today. Now, let me get into my main point about the vaccine and the end times. I want you to go to Revelation 13 and I want you to read Revelation 13. And I want you to read through that very carefully and understand two things. Now, I spent most of my adult life as a Christian believing that the rapture was going to happen before the tribulation period. And after an extensive study on the end times, and especially right here in Revelation 13, I have since changed my mind and my view. Now, this is not something I'm willing to argue or debate. You're more than welcome to believe what you want to believe. This is not, I'm not telling you my way's right. I'm just telling you that no matter what you believe, the rapture is going to happen. So I just am looking at Revelation 13 and using some of those points made there. And that is where my view comes from. And when you look at Revelation 13, it clearly says right there that that one beast is going to be able to rule for 42 months. That's three and a half years, half of the tribulation period that we know is seven years. And that during that time, he is going to be allowed to persecute the saints. Who are the saints? We are the saints. Christ followers. He is going to be allowed to persecute them. And we're talking about a great persecution, persecution like we've never seen before in the church. And then it gets on down and it it says, and this is a call to stand firm for the saints. So for that's that's three and a half years. And we are the saints. We are the Christ followers. And that's where my view changed is looking at this. But there's something else that needs to be understood about this whole thing is in Revelation 13, it talks about the mark of the beast. And it talks about the fact that you won't be able to buy or sell anything without taking this mark. Now, 
here's what's interesting when it comes to the vaccine. If you're paying attention and you're a Christian, this should send chills up your spine. You can walk into certain stores right now. Right now, today, Friday the 13th, 2021. You can walk into certain stores and on the front of that store is a sign as you walk in that says, Masks required unless fully vaccinated. Now, I know exactly what you're thinking. You're thinking, yeah, but Sam, that, you know, they, they can't really ask you, you know, if you've been vaccinated or not. No, you're right. They can't right now. But do you see what's happening? There is a dynamic shift in, in the political system in this country. Everybody wants to keep screaming, Freedom, freedom, freedom. But what they don't understand is for the end times, the way these things are going to take place, we are going to become a socialistic nation. You may not want to hear that, but you need to be prepared. That's the only way this works. What you're going to begin to see more and more and more, and there's already talks out there. Private corporations are requiring employees to be vaccinated as a status of their employment. These stores that you walk into are socially conditioning you so that you will be prepared when it comes time to show a vaccine card. And I've said all along that this vaccine was leading to the mark of the beast. Not that the vaccine is the mark, but it is leading to the mark of the beast. We see that. If, Like I said, if you're a Christian... This should send chills up your spine. To know that what we read in Scripture, the truth, is beginning to come to fruition and it's coming at a very rapid pace. When I start seeing signs on doors of grocery stores that say masks required unless fully vaccinated, that means there is going to come a time, mark my words, where that grocery store will be checking to verify if you've had the vaccine. And if you have not had the vaccine, you will not be able to enter to purchase anything. It's coming. You can mark my words. Because my words are based on what scripture is telling me. This is the truth. And I wonder how many Christians are actually paying attention to this. It's, I, I hear so many Christians sit back and, and say, we're focused way too much on the end times. It's, we should be focused on these things. It's, it's not our sole focus, but even Jesus tells us to be prepared. And how can we be prepared if we don't talk about it? If we don't talk about what's coming, how can we be prepared for what's coming? Now, I'm telling you, there's going to come a great persecution in the first three and a half years of the tribulation based on what I read in Revelation 13. The problem is, if you're so easily bent and swayed to get a vaccine because you can't work or because you can't buy your food, how easy is it going to be for you to deny Christ? No, this is a call for us as Christ followers to stand firm. My wife and I had this conversation yesterday, and I was very clear about this. I will never. 
get the vaccine. Ever. My wife will never get the vaccine. My children will never get the vaccine. It will not happen. See, in the end, we have to be willing to stand up and say no. We have to be willing to stand up and voice the name of Jesus Christ. We have to be willing to defend the gospel at all costs, regardless of whether or not we lose our life or whether or not we can get into a store to purchase our necessities. The time is coming and it's moving very rapidly. Now, this is not a the sky is falling message. This is just trying to get you to open your eyes to see what is happening. Right, It's unfolding right before your eyes if you will open them and just look. But don't do it without looking at Scripture. Don't just write this message off that I'm trying to get across to you. So many are already doing that. They're shrugging their shoulders and they're just walking away from it. And they're calling me crazy. But I'm telling you, read the signs of the times. Jesus gave us signs of the times of what it was going to look like, things that were going to happen, things that were going to take place. Why would he tell us that if he did not want us to read the signs of the times, to know what was coming? I see it. Do you see it? I'm ready to stand firm. Are you ready to stand firm? Jesus is all that matters. You know, the fact that that we are so rapidly moving into the end time prophecies, that should spurn us to number one, get our lives right with Jesus Christ. Number two, to get on task, to get on mission, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and making disciples. It's not too late for us to do that. We need to get our minds off of the things that don't matter. We need to set our minds on heavenly things, not on earthly things. You know, I think about Peter when Jesus was telling Peter that, or the disciples that he was going to die. And Peter stands up and rebukes him and says, far be it from you, Lord, you will never die. What does Jesus turn around and say to him? Get behind me, Satan. And then he told him, you are setting your mind on the things of men and not on the things of God. That is exactly what we are doing today. You want to know why there's going to be a great rebellion and a great falling away? It's because we are focused on what is in front of us that we can see. We are not focused on the things of God and we need to get focused on the things of God. It is time to wake up, stand up, stand firm, and be unshakable. Father, we love you. God, I am praying right now that you give us a heart that is immovable. Give us a heart that is unshakable. Give us a heart that is on fire for you, on fire for Christ. Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us, direct us. Give us strength, courage, and boldness to stand and say we will not waver. We Stand with the gospel of Jesus Christ ready to fight in this spiritual battle. We will not be shaken. Because we know victory belongs to Jesus Christ. 
He is our rock. He is our salvation. He is what gives us the power and the boldness to stand and say, we will not move. Father, we love you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise in Christ's name. Guys, I love you. And as always, remember, until next time, remain unshakable.